War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. us in Sulu. It feels so weird. It's like episode 40 and we're all alone. Just Jason and me and the crickets. <laughs> the soft sounds of the age of Conan beta in the background. Oh yes. With Chestnuts the, on the open fire. With the with the nude with the nude ranger already running around. Yes. Full frontal nudity. Oh uh, yeah. Life can't be better. Nope. I already got my bot going. <laughs> cleverly, cleverly, Mark's already, Mark's already hacking into the, the Age of Conan client as we speak. Age and of Conan glider. Yeah, running. AOC glider. Yeah, version 1.0. My only, my bot's only mission is to run around the, the edge of that lake or whatever it is and right. kill things. Running around naked. Running around naked. Awesome. I didn't know that they had like. I, I, we haven't really had a chance to play with the AOC beta much yet since they just opened it up, but uh, I didn't notice if the breasts were, like, bouncing Yeah, well. I don't think they were doing the crazy, um... The, the uh, Flexi Sexy Prim. Beach 3, or the, also known as the Flexi Prims. Right. Flexi Boobs, I don't exactly. think they were. Oh my god, yeah, I, I saw the video of that, too, where she was, like, you were able to, like, feel her up, and the, she was yeah, having, like, the, a total uh, orgasm right there. What do they call Ticklegasm video? Yes, yes. That's just the most horrible I can't wait all. to get that game. Oh, I already have it. <laughs> <clears throat> I got an early release. Right on. It. Yeah, pretty good. Anyway. Mm, yes. This is episode 40. Woo-hoo! Of Channel Massive, I am your host Jason, and I'm joined with Mark. Um, joined with Mark, not really by the hip. Not joined with, joined by. We have melded together as one. <laughs> Smell my sweet ambrosia. <laughs> no, let's not. Um, Jim is away, working at work again, and Noah has ditched us for some unknown reason. I don't know. He's moving. He's behind on his packing. <laughs> Which hasn't stopped some of our friends. No. No, some of our friends just... <laughs> oh, I'm ready to move you, and I have They let you show anything. up to move you and they're like, Oh, no, haven't packed a damn thing, but here, feel free to take a hit of my bong and uh, yeah. drink a couple beers while we lazily try to get this done. And that's when you discover things like their porn drawer. Oh, yes. And you're helping them pack. Nothing like Ann Coulter. And a... Handcuffs and a box of, condo- of condoms. Yeah, a box of condoms. Yeah, yeah. It was that a, is a true a story, by thing. the way. If yes. you have any uh, desire to hear more about that story, you can always mail us at mail at channelmassive.com. M A I O. We have the incriminating picture to to prove it. We sure do. Uh, busted our friend with Ann Coulter as porn. <laughs> Not sure. He's pretty pretty much a right wing Republican. Uh, but uh, we didn't know that he was that far gone. 
apparently we were wrong. Yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, I am back from vacation. Uh, may you suffer the wrath of my my return. And uh, we're going to be going over a listener email this evening. We'll yeah. also have a... Uh, I think we have another uh, voicemail from... The Nameless One. The Nameless One is Yes. Spoken. The Nameless One has returned with another voicemail, and we're going to talk uh, about what's been going on in the week in gaming. Of yeah. course, uh, another big week as Age of Conan has gone into open beta. The NDA has been lifted, and the information is pouring out. back, showing clearly that the game is pretty pretty. Yeah. Um, just had a... We've just had a brief glimpse into it. Haven't had a chance it, to play much of it. Had a bit of a play session. Yeah. And uh, Jason decapitated someone without even realizing Dude, it. Dude, I like did that, <laughs> and I didn't even see it happen because I was kind of, I was trying to pay attention to the to the hot bar because yeah. I wanted to see like what combo did what. Yeah, and I ended like, up chopping some dude's head off. I didn't even see it, and all I heard was Mark was like, Fuck you, dude! You just chopped his head off! How did you miss the blood trail? It was beautiful. Yeah, it was it was way better than the uh, previous animations we'd seen. Like when they were when they were first working on the decapitations, this was much smoother. Right, it was really nice. So I can't wait to I can't wait to give that a try. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on with it. Okay. Alright, let's talk about what we've been playing really quick here. Okay. Uh, Mark, I get, you're, you'll probably have more to talk about than me since I've been on vacation. Uh, yeah, I've been, um, aside from the Age of Conan beta, I've been mostly playing World of Warcraft. Right. Uh, got my, my Warlock up to 60. Did some instance running before my, my son uh, took me out of uh, the yes. equation for a while. Hold on. With a combination of cold, stomach flu, and four sets of molars coming in simultaneously, which caused him not to sleep, which... That is a brutal combination. Pretty well destroyed my week in gaming. Um, what about, did you go through some stuff with Noah? Yeah, well, we well he didn't show, he was a no-show due to the packing. Loser! But uh, with the, the other guildies, we started to run through uh, some instances. I'm trying to remember which one we did last. Um, had, you know, did... did the typical stuff like Scarlet Monastery, that kind of thing. Um, but it, it was pretty fun. And then I've been mostly just, uh, I'm just waiting. I, it's really funny. I'm at level 60, but I haven't gone to the Outlands yet. And everybody is like really polite and nice and sending me whispers. Like people that don't know me that are in, you know, not in the guild or anything. They're like, hey, bud, just to, just to, you know, some advice. Go to the Outlands, you know. <laughs> and like all these That's people so keep funny. telling me to do it, oh, weird. And, and I'm but I'm tootling around the Western Plaguelands, and the reason why is because my mining's not up to 300, and I want to get it up to 300 so that when I go out, so there, when you know, honestly, it's been a while since I've played, you know, and of course I never got, I I, I haven't got a character to to 70 yet. When is a good time to go to the 
for the Outlands? Is it sixty or between fifty-eight and sixty? Really? Yeah. Okay. Is the ideal time you can now you does can this, just grind right does, by? Does the it basically gate? let you just skip the rest of the content in pre-BC and yeah. just let you go? Yeah, you can just go right through the gate. You can go. I think you can go earlier. I don't know if it's level fifty-five is the cutoff or not. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look it up. But you'll get your ass handed to you. Right. But if you go out at about fifty-eight. Especially if you're, you could probably go a little earlier if you're like a hunter or a warlock and have a pet class going. But you can go and you can just, you can just farm or you can right around like the gate. a rogue. <laughs> or yeah, you can stealth through. You can just farm the the mobs right around the gate, and you'll get, you'll start getting those crazy green drops you've heard about that are right. like better than epics from levels, you know, sixty or close. And so you can do that and get yourself to sixty really fast, and then jump in on the quests or whatever. But, yeah, but there's still, like, some content that you probably yeah. like that you may miss. I mean, Well, God. that's what I'm kind of doing. I mean, I'm, so, I kind of say I'm just doing my mining to 300, but there's just a few more quests in the Western Plaguelands I just want to finish. Right. I mean, it's just, it's not really a... It's not... It's nothing I'm afraid to go to Outland. <laughs> I just really... <laughs> you have been there before. I just really... I've always... I always seem to skip over the, the Plaguelands, the Western and Eastern Plaguelands, so I just kind of want to see what the and see what is. it's all about. You know, so I'm doing that, getting my mining ready, and I already have everything else like first aid and cooking and uh, skinning all maxed out. So I've been doing that with the guildies. We've been having cool. a lot of fun. We, uh... I did another thing as the dumb GM. I, um... I bought a tab in the guild bank... Oh really? So what, what do we have now? We have a huge tab. Okay. So what 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 do we do? We have stuff in it. Well, people started putting crap items in it already, so that's nice. <laughs> but uh, the funny thing was, I wasn't paying attention when I did it, right? And I had about, I probably had three hundred and some gold on the on the guildmaster character, and when I did it, I didn't look to see where the money came from. I looted the guild. Gold fund. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you <laughs> no, did no, that on no, accident. No, no, seriously. You just you click add tab, and it doesn't ask you where the money comes from. So I thought it was coming out of my personal stash. I had no idea. And so I started getting these phone calls, like, at 8 o'clock in the morning the next day from Donovan, I think. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> hey. He's like, I'm trying to figure out who looted the looted the gold because we're, oh, 100 gold is totally gone, and I don't know what happened to it. And I'm like... Oh, yeah, I don't know either. Hmm. <laughs> so, I, so I logged in. Well, it shows on the log that it was me right. at first off, so he's just being polite, unless he can't see that. But No, I can... Uh, I've, it was, whenever it was I see the log, me. I can see... So I put I put another 100 back in. Of course, when, when it says somebody withdraws a certain amount, it doesn't tell you what they bought with it. Yeah, no, it just said I withdrew it. it. Wow. But it was pretty funny that I accidentally looted the entire bank thinking I was actually <laughs> buying a tab for our, our for us to right. have uh, sure you did so <laughs> I bought one I figure if everybody you know all the officers buy one we'll be in pretty good shape mm-hmm. so oh I can't afford it I know you couldn't afford it mr. 3200 golden growing. oh no not 3200 3700 oh, 37 yeah I, oh yeah might that, as well switch to no, you that story. was like my extent of playing I logged on when I got back from <laughs> vacation I logged on to my my bank alt and uh before i left on vacation i i posted like just massive amount of stuff on the auction house that you know i did like the full 48 hour oh yeah thing too and i also bid on a bunch of stuff too and just to see if i'd win it or not just for the hell of it and so i logged on and i checked them that's all i did i just logged on checked the checked my mail 
and I just started clicking on all the money that was rolling in, and I I probably made a good. I don't know. It was over seven hundred. Wow. So I'm, now I'm up to three three thousand seven hundred and something gold. Oh, that's awesome. And I've spent I spend a ton too. You know, that's the thing. I mean, it's not like I'm hoarding it all. I just yeah, I'm making that money. Making that rolling. Living out. the dream. Yep, rolling in the dough. Other than that, I played. I did have internet access in my hotel, and I just played some. You know, stupid little Java-based Dofus and RuneQuest. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. I I, I played just some of those stupid little. Did you played some like, Tower Desktop 1.5. No, I I played you mean Desktop uh, Tower Defense 1.5. It was kind of like. I think it was kind of like a version of Pagel, but it oh. was different. Oh, that's cool. I can't remember what it was called exactly. And then I played. Played some weird trivia game too. Just for the hell of it. Well, shall we make up stories for what Jim and Jason did? In the well, we know what Jim did. Jim played World of Warcraft for yeah. a while. World but of he Warcraft. is. Last I saw, he was downloading the Age of Conan beta. So, oh, how could you miss it? I know he was. Been, he's been all excited about it. <laughs> and plus, he bought. He did buy. He well, actually, you bought him the collector's edition, didn't? Didn't you for his for his birthday or something like that? No, he. he no, nah, who bought it? He for bankrolled him? it himself. I think. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't think well, he'd play a game enough. unless you... If you're always working and can't actually spend your That's money, true. you probably have a lot. Gotta spend for... it on something. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like Jim will actually be delving into a new MMO soon. Yeah. Which is really cool. Well, he's been waiting for a long time, so... He has he'll, been. He'll be... No I more think spandex. it'll probably be this. this. Going, going to the loincloth. He's now. going from spandex to loincloth, and then... I'm sure the day that Champions Online comes out, he'll yeah, be he'll back in the spandex. <laughs> So and then Noah, um, he didn't even join us because of the packing. So he's been playing World of Packcraft, <laughs> and uh, I think he's up to level ten. He's, he's, he's a level ten hoarder. Yeah, but he's still not done yet. So he's probably got a ways. To I told go. him the order in which he's he should unpack that. He should yeah. unpack it in the order of uh, computer, console, gaming. And then his microwave. I volunteered. And then to you s- can keep everything else in the box at least for a week. I volunteered to send our friend Tori over because he owes us. Who's the same oh, guy who didn't pack last time, time when he moved? But uh, he said he didn't want him around. So, well, we look forward to playing some more, and and I think next week for our our uh, what we've been playing segment will probably be dominated by a lot of Age of Conan talk. Yeah, I'm sure. I can imagine that that'll be big on the, the list. Totally. And if uh, and it's actually too late, but I put a blog post up about how to get a surefire way to get into the beta. Yeah, if they you didn't read that, it. That file planet one's been closed, gone. I think, now for a while. But that yeah. was a pretty good way to do it. Um, I don't see a lot of other places offering. The only other way I know beta is access. To, I don't know how to get beta access now because it's the IGN beta. Open beta is what it's called. The only thing I know is that if you pre-order the um, collector's edition, then you get access on May fifteenth. But is it May fifteenth? Mm-hmm. I thought it wasn't that quick. I That's thought what it was... my my letter says. So, well, I'll have to check that yeah. out. Check it out. Check it out. I'll have to give them a call because I I ordered it a long time ago, and I've got. Well, I didn't order it. My wife did, and she got me the collector's edition. So, and I've got the receipt to prove it. Damn yeah. it. And after tonight, the podcast will no longer be endangered by um, Red Wings Avs playoff no. games because we are getting that our there's no way that they're handed to us it. right now. <laughs> Swept. I was by the Pepsi Center, which is our local venue today. I was 
right I work I actually it's I look out my window and it's right there oh and um I was waiting for Red Wings fans with with uh, brooms to walk oh, by. Oh, that is so sad. At about uh, the end of day today, because I was going to go dug it up a little bit. You know, and the Rockies aren't the doing that hot. But, yeah. The Rockies aren't doing that hot, so I think we're... It's the full... It's, we're just going to have... If, if you live in Denver, you're just going to have to wait for the Broncos to maybe do something decent this year. But, well, that ain't going to happen. And on that note, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Now it's time for listener email. Do, do, do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, you know, you losers out there, we're not getting enough email from you. We've got one stinking frickin' email this week. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, come on, people. Well, yeah. Get on it. I mean, we, we don't suck that bad. I know I know we've been slacking we by only ha- I know we've only had two hosts on Channel for the past, Massive. We like, don't three suck shows that. now. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, hey. Channel Massive, we don't suck that bad. At least we're regular with the shows. We are. <laughs> anyway, Scott, of course, is our only regular guy. Well, well we think he's regular. regular. I don't know. Um, Metamucil or something. <laughs> there is that. Um, there is that. Anyway, Scott uh, had a bit of information about Lord of the Rings Online and how they're patching the game now. Uh, no trip. You just said, uh, I wanted your opinion of something new that I just noticed. The last book update for Lord of the Rings Online. They made a torrent available for download the day before it went live. I was very impressed with this little feature. It allowed us to patch prior to connecting to the server and having to get queued up just to get the files on release day. It still, of course, only patched the game itself when the login client connected, but already having the 650 megabyte of installation files for the update cut a couple hours off the process. Well, you know, Scott, games have been doing this for a while now. I mean, it's not just Lord of the Rings Online, World of Warcraft. Yeah, the World of Warcraft, they always used the torrents. All the time. About a year in, I think they started doing the background. I know... Right, I mean, uh, it's not like it's... You know, it's not something that's necessarily new to MMOs and and the way that they patch... City of Heroes does it. City of Heroes has been doing it. Uh, Tabla Rasa does it. It's a really good idea, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean it is. Really it's, glad it's always it's always it. best that they do something like that because, I mean, I've been in games where you log on and you know it's you know it's patch day. Patch day is so horrible. It is. You know, you know, and the thing is, is that there's always that lesson to be learned. You never play on patch day, no, no matter what. I, 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 I haven't learned that lesson. I haven't either. I need to just... I still try to play on patch day. I need to schedule, like, real-life events that will keep me away. I agree, man. I mean, I it's just like... I so pissed off. Because, you know, for one thing, it takes forever to download the patch most of the time. And the servers are down and never come servers up. Servers are down, they to. never come up, you know. And then or, if they do come up... it's. Everyone but your realm. It's right. always that way. There is a problem with Arthas, sir. It's always Arthas. <laughs> but when I wasn't Isn't Arthas, that the ruin the ruin battle I think it's like the ruin battle it group is. period. It's, it's like song, absolutely Arthas, the worst yeah. possible battle group yeah, it's like in World of Warcraft all the, right, all right the now. Worst Blizzard sis, uh, So by the way, Blizzard, if you happen to, to be listening, 
Fix fucking the fix the fucking ruined battle group, please. Do something about it. We're the only ones who have like these huge major issues. I think all that's the where time. like the trainee sysadmins come up in the world. I don't know like, what the deal hey, we'll is. We'll send you over on the ruined battle group. But it, you know, it's like there's always whenever I log on, people are always bitching about the you know the battlegrounds being down or the arenas yeah. being down. I'm in the battlegrounds queue, and it says the average wait time is 14 hours. Should I should I do something else or just wait patiently? I know, by man. The it's like master? come on. I'm thinking you should probably do something else. Anyway, th- this type of pre-patching is becoming more and more prevalent, and it's definitely the way to go. I'm I'm so glad that you know developers have decided to go this route, and it's it's really you know it makes it easier on the user. You know, whenever yeah. they do it, yeah, it seems like um, turbines getting pretty, uh, pretty good with their uh, turbines patching. getting a lot of shit, man. Yeah. I heard turbine secured like fifty million dollars today. Oh my god! For you know, and I'm like, God, you know, that's awesome. What are they going to put it towards? Some new IP? I don't or, know. Uh, I don't know. They haven't really an made an announcement to that effect, but I just read Asheron's it. call three. <laughs> <laughs> no. This failure will be legendary even in hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they put it to good use. I mean, they have, you know, they have some good licenses out there right now with Lord of the Rings Online, and, you know, I guess... Maybe they you know, could, I haven't played DDO, but... Uh, it's not all it was ever supposed to be. No, but, you know, some people like it, though. Some yeah. people really like playing that game. I just feel like they missed the mark with the uh, choosing that the world of Eberron, which no one's ever heard from. Yeah, kind of like, kind of an obscure... You guys ever heard of Greyhawk? <laughs> For God's sakes, or the Dragonlance world yeah, or something? Yeah, it's true. Prin? God, come on, people. <laughs> let's let's put all it all. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's oh, wait a minute! No. Somebody else did that. <laughs> all right. Um, we also have a call in from the nameless one, or Derek, because we used to call him before he became the nameless one. He's, he's transformed. He's Derek to me, but the nameless one. He's tra- no, he's not. He's no longer Derek. He's transformed himself into the nameless, an one. icon of dark, unworldly power. And with that in mind, let's uh, roll his clip, and then we'll comment on it. All right, which game will win the war? Conan or Warhammer? Um, I think initially, right out of the box, Conan will uh, pull ahead of Warhammer, just because I think Warhammer is just reskinned Dark Age of Camelot. But I think the ultimate victor in this uh, two-game battle is probably going to still be War of War, uh, War of Warcraft. Uh, like um, it just World of War, Warcraft has uh, the easy mode going for it. The other two games focus on hardcore players, hardcore PvP, the uh, the guild aspect, hardcore guild aspect. It's just uh, the new car smell is going to last for about a year, and then the and then the car just going to smell like uneaten Taco Bell and Burger King, and then players are just going to get tired of it and and go back to to the easy mode. At which point, Wrath of the Lich King will be out, and it'll give them something else to do for a while until. Either Blizzard sends out another uh, expansion pack, or somebody somebody finally breaks the trend of the whole medieval fantasy dwarves and elves deal. And that concludes the clip from the Nameless One, aka Derek. The Nameless One. Uh, well, I think I think Jason and I really liked the um the smell of Taco Bell Burger King metaphor. I love that, and you know what? I I've, I've actually <laughs> had that before, where where I've had uneaten Taco Bell, like, just fermenting in my car for 
God knows how long. And man, that sure does end up stinking after a while. Yeah, it's dangerous to do that um, in the spring and fall. You know what's worse is when you get really hungry and you're like, bam, mm. I still have that Taco Bell there. <laughs> still got that from two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Chips. Well, there's probably enough mm-hmm. preservatives in it that you'd beef just That's fine. That's some good eating. <laughs> but it's dangerous in the spring and fall because, well, it doesn't get baked to a crisp in this hot summer and it doesn't stay frozen like in the winter. It's true. So the 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 stuff starts to kind of ferment and stink it up and get really nasty. Yeah. And, and if you mix good. the two, like if you actually leave the Taco Bell bag next to the Burger King bag, you get some kind of freaky cross-pollination. Yeah, it's sure. like a like a Add to Burger that. King Taco Bell hybrid. All you need is just to spill like a forty-four ounce Mountain Dew on top of the whole thing, and you oh, you've yeah. got a science experiment. It's got to be like stale Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, Dew. yeah, it's totally from, from like from like the local Seven Eleven. Yeah, like the the big or the super tanker or whatever. <laughs> spill that on it, and mm. you've you've got a you've got a little. You're gonna have a fungus forest growing. But a it, feast for kings. Back to his point, I think he's right on there. I think. Uh, that what we call the Warcraft World of Warcraft recidivism factor could well set in. It just depends on how well these guys. Well, it's do happened to, like to get, twice for me already. Yeah, you know where me I've too. gone to different games for a while and then I become totally bored with them yeah. very quickly. I well, mean, how, how many have there been recently? I mean, Lord of the Rings Online didn't really do it for me. And what's funny I've noticed too is the different way that. Um, we play these games when we come back to them with World of Warcraft. Like uh, my first time I played through, um, it was all mostly about PvP, like doing the battlegrounds, hanging out with my friends, doing you know ganking people, getting mm-hmm. ganked. It was then um, this time around, it's like doing a lot of the PvE content. Like like I never did this many instances. Like we we pretty much averaged like one or two a week. And in the past, I've never, I've never done that. So it's kind of changed. It's, it's like I come back and like with you, obviously, Jason. I mean, you've come back and like kind of decided to dominate the economy. And yeah, I mean, I you've done more instances than you've, than you've ever done, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still not, I'm still not totally sold on the whole instance thing. Yeah, because I still just hate it. And but you I did do it so much the first time that I. Yeah. Because I did it a lot when I first started playing World of Warcraft. Uh, this time out, this time out, I'm just doing whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm Kinda you know casual. if I'm able to log on and you know do some PvP in the open world for a while, I do it. If I, you know, if I feel if I feel the drive to just level yeah. power level my character to death, uh, you know, I'll do that. Yeah, just kind of like whatever you're. It, you know, and some some days all I'm really allowed is to. You know, log on to the auction house, you know, and do my <laughs> do my Charles Schwab impersonation, yeah. and you know, buy low, sell high, and just go <laughs> off and have a really. Damn, I always get that backwards. Yeah, and, and do a really good time with that. You know, I and and I actually, I, the the funny thing is, is that I find pleasure in in finding like the bargains and then turning around oh, and yeah. selling them. That that to me, I don't know why. That's just like really. That's been really fun. It's been a fun part of the game for me. Lately. I guess and that's the big the big oh, thousand gold piece question is: Will these games come out of the shoot with enough different aspects of of the game 
to make it enjoyable. To keep that from happening, to right. keep people from going back to their old, or will old they, haunts. Or will they be one-trick ponies, um, you know, where you'll get to, like, level 20 and kind of go, ah, I've kind of... Well, if if anything, I think this is the right time for it to happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been so long since anybody's put anything decent out. I mean, if, if Funcom can pull this off in a few short weeks here... Yeah, yeah. And, ...and have a decent release and... And the game is polished, and people are like, you know, of course, people are going to, you know, people are already bitching about, you know, oh, my system isn't going to be able to handle this game, and, but then again, I've already heard people are like, well, time to upgrade, and, you know, you know what? That's why you're a PC gamer, people. Part of me is like, (laughs) you know what, you really need, you probably should upgrade anyway, I mean, video... The video card upgrade for me has become like a year, yearly ritual, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I just... You have to do it, just I mean, to at least keep up somewhat. You don't have to go out and get the most expensive video card out get, there, but you, you have to do something. Like, you can get, like, six-month-old one for yeah. uh, half the price of You know, the and that's one. what I'm doing. I'm getting, like, a yeah. overclocked 8800 GT. I'm yeah. probably going to end up getting two of them. Yeah, so that's, like, 75% of the pow- firepower of, like, the top-rated one right now right. because it is an overclocked one. Exactly. But for half the cost, right? So, or even less. And those, yeah, and those are dropping in yeah. price. Like, every day the price drops on them. But that's the thing. I think a lot of people that are PC gamers and do get really pissed off about the, the endless hardware upgrade lifecycle, it's what defines us. If you don't like it, you should stick with a console because... Yeah, you know, maybe, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, right now there's not a whole lot going on on the console MMO scene. I mean, it's no, just not there. There's some announcements, but nothing has. Uh, you know, and, unless and, you want to play Fantasy Star Online, and I don't even know when Age of Conan is going to be released released for the Xbox 360. You know, they keep saying that it's going to be released shortly after the PC and I version, one but just for that game too. But it's not going to happen. It's just, it's not going to be the same. And Rock Band came out, and this is true. No, it won't be the same. Although, based on what I've seen with the combat, it would lend itself a whole lot better than, say, WoW would. Totally. Or, uh, because of the way the, the three different areas of attack come from. So right now, my, I guess my, my whole point on that is is that it's the right time for it to happen. Well, it just depends on what they've yeah, put on the plate. It depends on if, they, if they're able to pull it off. They pull on a, if, if these companies pull off crappy releases, then yeah, you know, you're going to... See guys go away after the first free month of having the game. Yeah, you know if there, you know there's a lot of people who will stick it through. Yep. You know, and then you'll have those see. weird ones like the Vanguard players that are still hanging on that are like, "It's the greatest game ever." I don't know why. <laughs> That's so funny. Just give it a chance. No, <laughs> I gave it a chance. All right. Well, that's a great uh, thanks. Thanks for that, Derek. Or. As, the nameless one. As Jason would, would say. And uh, I think that concludes the mailbag, so we'll move on to the next segment. Okay, Jason, is it time to get ill? What time is it? It is time for... 
Okay. Uh, so we have a few stories to discuss tonight. Um, probably the most important one that comes to mind is the following. here today to remember a close friend uh, another another online game is, has passed today Saga of Rhizome? No, that one's been dead for a while Asheron's Call 2? Uh, no, that one's been dead too uh, Auto Assault? No, that one's been dead as well But mm. they, they're all friends of ours that have passed on into the electronic Vanguard Saga of Heroes? That one's not dead yet. Damn! Although it should be. Uh, oh well. No, no. Today here we're 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 here to mourn the loss of EA Land, otherwise known as The Sims Online. Oh, I can hear a thousand violins playing. Even yes, it is with mixed emotions that today we are announcing that EA Land will soon draw to a close. <laughs> What's the Pac-Man death sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so EA Land is drawing to a close. It's it's done. The lifetime of the game is drawn to an end, and now they will focus on new ideas and other innovative concepts in the game's arena. Of course, we blame you, the listeners, for not supporting this fine game. Yeah, I know. That God. I'm told I should have you know, played see, that's point. one of those things where... Like, The Sims, of course, was, like, totally popular. The hottest game ever to hit the scene for a long time. Pretty high. You know, lots of expansions for it. You know, lots of sequels. Everybody loved it. It was the darling of the video game world for so long. And then they were like, All right, man, we gotta turn this into an online experience for everybody. And then it went... (laughs) Totally went down the toilet. Yeah, if they were smart, they would take what they kind of had there and make it a browser-based game, and man, they'd be rolling in it. They might. That's that. They might. If they, if they did that, they would be so set. You know, don't need the heaviest 3D client imaginable. Just take the core concepts and but make it an online, you know, Sims game with a browser base, so you have a a really easy, you know, cost of entry. That'd be. That'd be the way to go. Yeah, I just don't think the whole concept was thought out very RMT well. it to death, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they really had no idea what they were getting into, I think. And they just yeah. thought, hey, it's got the Sims name attached to it. Kind of like Tabula Rasa. It's going to be a hit. Like, they had no idea. Well, it's not like they had experience with Ultima Online or... Nah. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't know. I guess if you were a fan of, of the game, then I'm sorry. 
But if you're a fan of the game, then you were just a masochistic motherfucker to begin with, and you deserved all the torture and pain that you got out of this game. That's wasn't, right. that a ni- wasn't that a nice <laughs> thing to say? Thank you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I make you feel all that much better. Let's move on to anyway, our Anyway, move stuff. on. Move on to brighter pastures. <laughs> Right, this little ditty comes from the MMOG philosopher. Um, he is a blogger. Um, I don't know. I think he's probably a fairly new blogger. I haven't seen him before. Oh, anyway, he's new to me. He has past ponderings that seem to go back through May. So, yes, there yes, we go. Four. Fairly new blogger. Fair, you, you caught him. I think this might be the... Yeah, okay. He's at his, really new. At his uh, birth? Yes. Welcome. Anyway, I thought it was actually a pretty good blog. Uh, he posts five reasons why using power leveling services shouldn't have to be evil. And he he discusses, um, you know, why you know why people shouldn't so much pan on the whole idea of power leveling services, and and he lists some reasons why he thinks that is. The first reason being, if you ain't enjoying it. It ain't a game anymore. No, I've always said that. <laughs> it's like, is it work or a game or something in between? Right, and I and I totally see his point here. Um, oh, I guess I should point everybody. We'll we'll include this in the show notes, but it is uh, mmogphilosopher.blogspot.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, games are supposed to be fun. Uh, for some, it might be just a few levels. Uh, for others, it might be 20, 30, or even 70. It is a game. People have different thresholds for acquiring satisfaction from it. It is therefore only useful to you if you're still enjoying it. The bottom line is is that Johnny McCasual works full-time and plays casually, uh, saves himself from uh, 100 hours of his life by paying a power-leveling service $25, which seems like a good investment. This time could be spent doing other things, which he can also find fun in, like playing Wii Tennis with his girlfriend's mother-in-law, or roller skating. <laughs> so that let's break down that point right there. If if you ain't enjoying it, it ain't a game anymore. You know that? Yeah, that's fine. And, and but if you're playing an MMO, then you also know what you're getting into. Yeah, you know, you know, you're playing the MMO for the experience. What part of grind didn't you understand? Well, I mean, so it's not even so much the grind. It's like you know, seriously, you're playing a game to have fun. Even if you've gone through some of the content before and everything, it's like you don't have to do everything the same way every time. No. Unless, unless the developers have done such a horrible job in making in making this game to where it is going to be the same thing every single right. time you level up because you basically can't do it any other way. You know, World of Warcraft, I mean, to this day, I can find different things to do, different ways of doing it. Make it fun. And the, the, the journey is different. I mean, there are quests that I've 
Oh, done yeah. before that I'm not doing now. There's some quests that I've never done before, even to this day. That's that I can go in, and that I that I'm doing right now, and I'm like, cool. You know, I've never done I've never done this content before. I remember and that's after you know three plus years of playing. Oh yeah, I mean there's some zones I thought I knew like the back of my hand, and I was like, what? A pirate and he does ship use, and, and by the way, he does use World of Warcraft as his prime yep. prime example here. What's his next one here? His um, next point is is that power leveling companies have to play fair, and I'm pretty sure most of them don't. Yeah. No farming. Yeah, no farming. Uh, they don't because it you know it ruins the game economy supposedly. No bots. No bots. That's a big part of how they do it. Uh, they must play the game the same way a normal player would. This means completing quests as well as a small portion of grinding. They must play by the same rules everybody else has to. Um. You know, you might get your friend to play on the same character for a 12-hour rotation. The only difference is you're not paying him. Uh, you know, they handled the transaction. They can handle the transactions in a professional manner. This is a legitimate exchange of business. You need you need their services. The company provides these services, and you want to you want to save hours of your life when World of Warcraft gets a little bit monotonous, and the companies want to make a buck by doing that. Well, yeah, that's all well and good, but you know, again, I, I think that probably goes back to the first point where if if the game isn't fun and it doesn't make you feel like you want to level, the, then why do it at all? Why even play the game at all? Yeah, at that if you point? have to get to the end game before it's fun. Is it really going to be fun? Exactly. You know, and I don't think Blizzard did a bad job. I don't think a lot of these games go out of their way to make a bad job trying to make, like, the leveling experience this tedious, monotonous thing. No, I don't think so either. You know, it's all about the journey. Yeah. You know, that's what these games are about. It's about the journey. It's about you having a invested interest in your character, you know, throughout its life cycle. Yeah. You know, whatever that life cycle may be. I'll tell you what, though. Having a good guild in a game like this really makes the journey a lot better. And just you know, I agree. Lone wolfing it all. I the agree time. with that. You yeah. know, I've done the lone wolf thing. Me too. Yeah. I've done the guilt thing. I've done the bad guilt thing before. I've definitely done that. Um, but now we're in a great guild, and it's like so much more fun. Well, sort of. Everybody except for uh, <laughs> Kanker. Kanker. No, just kidding. No. Kanker. We love you. Yeah. Shout you're... out my my sh- my my weekly shout out to Kanker. And he's drinking. I'm drinking Hazen infused. By the way, it is a uh, local. Local brew from the Boulder Beer Company, which I think you'd like. It's very hoppy. Don't forget to pinch your barmaid. Um, <laughs> so, let's see. Um, Big Blizzard is watching you. That's that's pretty good. Oh, wait. Did I Actually, skip, yeah, I skipped well, you three. skipped a point. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, he says, uh, many people sell their World of Warcraft accounts, and this seems a widely accepted practice. Uh, the amount of time and hours being bought and sold here can be gigantic uh, in the order of thousands of dollars and thousands of hours in game time depending on how much time you spend on your character. If you buy or sell all the levels of a character, why not five or ten levels here and there? It seems logical to frown on one form of the uh, EULA rule breaking and not others. Well, Well, I mean, seriously, what's the difference? I mean, you're Mainly, if you're going to power level, you're you're probably going to end up power leveling your character for the whole shot. I th- I think so. Like you probably 
You get away with leveling it. You know, up and to if you, if you do happen to buy an eBay character or whatever, you know, then you are probably buying a level seventy character because most people aren't posting their level fifty five junk alt. Yeah, out I do there feel like the, I do feel like they frown on it all pretty equally. At least, um, well, yeah, and again, it all goes back to the point. It's funny. It all seems to go back to your fir- the first point, which is if, if it isn't fun, what the hell are you doing? Why are you even there in the first place? Yeah, if you're competing with someone for how fast you can level your character, and you're going to cheat by <laughs> hiring a power leveler. Yeah, well, you know, and yeah. seriously, it's like why why even play the game if you're going to power level? That that's my what I'm getting yeah. out of this. Is like, like why you don't even... play you don't play pinball. By having some somebody start you at a million at a million points, yeah, or having a proxy player like get the kid from the Who song to play for you. You know, what if wizard. I'm singing a, a song in rock band like halfway through, and I'm like, you know what? Here, here, <laughs> you 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 finish the rest <laughs> for me your... because I need to. Yeah. I can't sing the next part of this song. And we've seen that done, but I know you can. <laughs> seen but I know done. you can sing right. this. I, but I know you can sing this part of the song perfectly right. the rest of the way through. So I want you to take over at this bar. I've actually seen and it go done. on from there. <laughs> yeah, that that's lame. That's that's stupid. Yeah, that's that like bad. totally takes the fun out of the game. Uh, what's his fourth? What's the fourth point? Big Blizzard is watching you. Big Blizzard is watching you. Where he just basically talks about the the big band stick and uh, and how you have to be um, you have to view it as a uh, kind of an Orwellian kind of thing. That the um, yeah, terms it is. Of it's service, funny how he compares them to to the compares it to the novel 1984. Yeah, what I you know, and I always harp on the fact that whenever people talk about EULAs, they always start to say illegal account trading activity, and it's like it's not illegal. No one, no police are going to come to your door. No, and there's nothing you. illegal about You're just it. Just breaking their rules for their gameplay. It's not illegal, but you know what it is? It's just damn cheesy. It is pretty cheesy. It's damn cheesy. I mean, if you're if you're using a power level or leveling service to, you know, play the game for you to, you know, get levels, no matter how, no matter how many levels it is, it's just corny. Yeah. I mean, why are you even subscribing to a game when you if you're not going to play it, then why, you know? Then why do it at all? I don't know. It's like buying HBO and never watching TV. And his fifth point is: is if you're playing a game designed to be addictive and time-consuming, it's clearly obvious the game company isn't out to protect your health and well-being, and it wants to make money and keep you playing. Governments invent laws that restrict minors from buying alcohol and cigarettes because they're harmful and addictive. World of Warcraft's open 24/7 to anybody to play as long as they like. You can play month. You can pay the monthly subscription, and they're happy. No real-world laws govern the in-game laws of an MMO, and it's largely left up to the companies to do as they see fit. Rest experience. What a joke! If they're not going to play fair, why should you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, okay, whatever. But the thing is, is that they do put little things in place to help leveling go a little bit easier and faster. Well, yeah, the whole 20 to 60 grind has been pretty well nullified. I mean, you can level so fast now in that game. You know, and I, and honestly, I've I mean, I haven't had a chance to play World of Warcraft all that often since I just you're started up, up to again. 40, right? I'm up to 40 already. Yeah. I'm not crying about it. I I'm not crying saying, "Dang, I wish I was 70 already." 
You know, I don't care about it. But you do have a family of illegal immigrants locked in your basement well, that has there to is take that. turns playing the game there for you. There is that. And my, my son is starting to, you know, become a little bit functional on the computer here and there. So I think that might be the next step. I'm just going to have my son play it for me. That might work, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the most... The thing about the whole concept of power leveling... I mean, there's two... The two... Well, I guess there's the big three, right? There's the gold... Getting getting gold from a gold farmer. There's the power leveling service, and then there's botting, right? All three are kind of um, under a dark cloud, right? The two that are less risky, as far as I'm concerned, are the um, botting and the gold farm. You know, getting a, buying gold from someone where they send it to you in game. Right. But this one, you actually have to give them the, your account information, and that is scary to me that somebody would have my account. My WoW account, because they can do anything with that can, information. They could loot you. They could, they could just get you banned because Blizzard doesn't take too kindly to. I mean, you get a warning if you, like I, I was playing WoW um, on the road one time, and in another, I guess it was in Canada, mm-hmm. and I got a, I got a warning because really? they thought that I had somebody else playing my account. Really? No, I was actually. Well, see, and that's I was, again. That's the power of warden there. Yeah. You know, that. And so they track your IP, and all you know, there's here's this guy who's been playing this game for you know two years in Colorado or whatever, and all of a sudden he's in um, British Columbia, right? Alert! Alert! And it's like the alert. next day, and then you know what? He's back in Colorado. Right. And so I got I got a warning. Hmm. And that's um, interesting. I, I had so, no idea. So you could get banned. I don't even think you, you... You've never even told me that story yeah, before. Yeah, I, I, it was pretty funny. Wow. I was like, wow. So, you know, you got to be careful um, with... with. You guys got to be careful. Well, when yeah, when you deal with stuff like that, that's for sure. And, you know, it's... You know, my whole point is, is that if you're going to power level... If you're going to get somebody to power level for you, then why are you even playing the game at all? It's obviously not fun to you. You know, if if you do it, yeah, the fun factor know, I, is not. I, I honestly don't see the point. The point in hiring a power leveling service, it just doesn't might make be just to keep ahead of the Joneses. You know, well, keeping I up guess. With them. But even even then, you know, you miss out on so much of the experience. Yeah, you know, you know. never know. Like, hell, you know, you might actually meet somebody that you like. Yeah, you know, you might make a new friend. You might you might discover a part of the game that you would have never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like all these things are what part or what make these MMOs what they are. They they are supposed to be like experiences, and yeah, that's right. It's, you know, it's they are they're huge sandboxes that don't have to be the same thing for you every time you play it. Yeah, I would consider it boat mist would be the yeah. summary for exactly <laughs> you missed the boat. <laughs>
Alright, this uh, next segment is off of a War Cry Network uh, State of the MMO article that they ran uh, where they brought in luminaries. Industry luminaries. I love, I love, I love oh, that word. Luminaries them. on the genre and its future. Uh, they brought in uh, SOE's president, John Smenley, uh, ZeniMax Online Studios general manager, uh, Matt Fire. Fire? Fire? Themus Group CEO Alexander uh, Marquise, uh, GamerDNA.com Director of Community Sonia Weathers, Eve Online's Game Designer uh, Chantel Zumont, and IGN PC Executive Editor Steve Butts, and the former Executive Producer of Star Trek Online, Darren Stinnett, to get they, they got their thoughts on uh, a bunch of different topics about MMOs. And what was their main consensus? Well, it was funny because it, it <laughs> always starts the same, doesn't it? It does. The sta- they, so the, the 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 broad question, of course, asked at the beginning of of any of these uh, State of the Union MMO addresses is, "What is the state of the genre today?" It's pretty bleak right now," explained Derek Stinnett, <laughs> former executive yeah, producer I- of the ill-fated Star Trek Online. If you take a look at the games in the shadow of World of Warcraft. You'll find a pack of MMOs that have managed to hold on to one or two thousand subscribers. Two hundred thousand, sorry. So I, I but it's just funny because right off the bat, yeah. it's always World of Warcraft has destroyed us. So so let's just before we even, I mean, the whole article we could go through and t- and pick it apart pretty and, well. And not to mention, but, and 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 also, let's just keep in mind that the first guy to chime in is the. Former executive producer of the ill-fated Star Trek Online. Yeah. So, meaning that he worked for perpetual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, first off, Doom and Gloom, and the and the measure of success is that you'll find a pack of MMOs. Uh, wait, I wish I could say it like Noah would, where he's like almost pleading, you know. Yes. A pack of MMOs that have managed to hold on to only one or two hundred thousand subscribers. <laughs> what, what do you not understand about that being a successful number, yeah, motherfucker? I, they, I mean, come on. They still have that <laughs> sense about them that it's not pretty bleak. There are several their MMOs. Game is not worthy. There are several MMOs with one or two hundred thousand subscribers out there right now that are, and you know, kicking kicking it around pretty well. Then there are others that have millions. If you look at like Lineage, if you look at um, True. if you look at World of Warcraft, if you look at Guild Wars, if you look at what Lotro did when it launched with the two million, I mean, Lotro still has a pretty strong subscriber base. Yeah. So, what in the hell is your problem? Is it just because you guys failed? And then the other thing that's really funny too is if you look at this industry luminaries on the genre in its future. Okay, with the exception of probably of Smedley there, John Smedley, the SOE president. I wouldn't consider this to be a cast of true luminaries. <laughs> Let's go to the dictionary here, where the definition of luminary... Are you a ghetto dictionary? But, no, this is dictionary.com. That, is a, that okay. is a ghetto dictionary. Okay, I like it. <laughs> luminary, a person of eminence or brilliant achievement. Brilliant achievement. I would have to say... There is the nobody. Of the do you see anyone there. from Blizzard listed here? No. Yeah, exactly. Or where, anyone where from ArenaNet? Or well, anyone see, that's from... the problem. I mean, they... yeah, these are like, but, but they don't want to get the people from Blizzard because, yeah, because they they sold out somehow, somehow by actually being successful. 
So, uh, yeah. I no, the, no, other the, one, the other one. MMOs are in a state of unrest right now. Really? State of unrest? Like, is this this world of dark turmoil? <laughs> we've got, like, we got two marquee, like, super duper triple, AAA titles coming out any time now. And we've got the third, or the, the second expansion for WoW, you know, coming out this year. That, got, but but that, that involves Blizzard, though. Oh, yeah. So I it forget. must be bad. Uh,. World of Warcraft is ruling the subscription game market, and no one wants to compete with them directly, so they go off for niche markets. Well, there's nothing wrong with the niche market. There's just not yeah. as much money involved in a niche market. But there never will be. Maybe. I mean, you look at all the Pirates games that have come out recently, and it's like, yeah, that's a niche market. You know, and they, So what? Yeah, so what? You know, if as long as they can provide enjoyment to people and they can... You know, they but they have to make a good game to make people stay around, obviously. Yeah, figure out how to make one of these games that doesn't cost the same amount of money as a blockbuster movie, and and be happy with your, you know, quarter of a million subscribers or whatever, and maybe your numbers will actually fucking grow. Yeah, you know? and even the even uh, the the CCP representative of this uh, yeah, roundtable no. discussion said, I think any, that any game who that wants to Coexist, coexist, coexist with World of Warcraft. Yeah, and do well. Should try to cater to a niche. You know, so don't see. This is what drives me absolutely fucking insane about these people. Don't you fucking get it? I mean, who cares? Yeah, we try to coexist with World of Warcraft. No, why do you guys have this fucking attitude that you can't? dominate World of Warcraft. I mean, that's the attitude that, like, pisses me off. They can't... They're like, no, we must coexist with it. We cannot possibly dominate it, so we will just coexist <laughs> with it. And then you imagine them, like, going out in their parking lot and running around in little circles like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with their hands up in the air? Yeah, I know what we'll do. Why are we even bothering with we this need, game? Because we, need, we can't We can't possibly compete. We must coexist. We need to get more niche. We need to get more niche. We need to, we need to cater to the people who like to fish for crawdads. That's... Well, maybe not. Well, I don't know. It okay. just cracks me up. It's like People every one of these freaking roundtables is the same thing. Yeah, it starts mean, out with the same thing. How World of Warcraft is like totally destroyed everything. That or World of Warcraft is a monumental failure when it comes to the concept of RMT. Okay, well, it was never meant to be a, a success there, and I'm not like for some reason this podcast is going to come across as like we're the defenders of the faith for Blizzard, but we're not. It's just. No, we're these more. Guys gotta, like, I think we're more or less just sick of these companies whining and bitching, and yeah. and then. But the, you know what the thing is? Is that do something about it? Well, every, Create a every, better fucking game. Every GDC that they have, every every game developer conference, every um, everywhere that the Blizzard guy goes, guys go to, they tell everyone what they need to do to compete with them. They tell them how they did it. They tell them what they what their their and their methodology they just was. They must just tune them out. And Blizzard was not doing incredibly well when it made WoW, right? I mean, they weren't. No. It's not like they had a gazillion dollars to sink into it. They weren't doing that well. StarCraft Two was a long way past. Um, Warcraft Three was was received well, but it wasn't like it wasn't you know making them gazillions of dollars of money. So they weren't doing that great when they came unless out. With unless you're from Korea, in which case, well, yeah, they owned every where it's Korean a, where it's a sport. person out there. Right, but um, <laughs> but still, it's like you know that that alone still wasn't enough to make them the most successful game company ever. It's not like they were at the top of the 
the game, you know, budget, um, studio, studio budget, um, record when they came out with this thing. It, it's, it's, it's like, no, they, they made a game. They, they looked at what the most successful MMO previous to World of Warcraft was, which was EverQuest. They took everything that they thought was good in it and they polished it. They, they, they coupled that with an IP that they had grown themselves. They didn't buy an IP. They used a homegrown IP that they had grown over 10 years with the Warcraft franchise. And they came out and they batted a home run. And they did it better than anybody else. And the only problem is, is that why Why do people think it can't happen twice? Why Why doesn't anyone think people will get tired of because World of Warcraft? Because we cannot possibly compete with World yeah, of Warcraft. Just, we must only coexist. It's like the same people that say that PC gaming is dead or that um, piracy is destroying the music industry. It's it's like it's like pull your head out of the sand and take a man. look. It's all doom and gloom. Yeah, you have some personal accountability for your company. There were some good points made up in this. Where no, there were some good points. I hate to pick it apart, but uh, developers and publishers have had to expand their horizons and appeal to more than just core games. When you release a game with the system with system requirements that outstrip the normal average consumer's machine. You're definitely in trouble, and I and I totally agree with that. Um, and of course, Smedley chimes in with he's like, "That was the biggest um, places where we made a mistake in EverQuest Two was the system requirements." Um, yeah, it it was bad on my system. Yeah, I mean, initially when you first start, see, and I didn't start playing EverQuest Two until after I already had a you know a system that really just never even noticed that there right. could have been a problem with it, and it ran. Perfectly, of course. So I, I never even, of course, thought thought about that issue. But it's true, you know. If if you're releasing a game that system, rec- you know, if you if your system can't run Crisis on low <laughs> on low, then you're not going to be able to play this game. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I totally agree with that. I think don't you know, fru- don't future proof your game with technology and, and pixel count. Right. Future proof it with art direction and exactly. and um, gameplay, right? And that's a lesson that should have been learned because, again, Blizzard did that. They did that. Yep. You know, they didn't make the engine. You, you can know. play that. You can buy a piece of crap computer from your local totally. big box store for two, three hundred bucks and play WoW on it with no problems. Exactly, man. I mean, that's the thing. It's you know, hopefully. You know, games like Age of Conan don't make the same mistake. Although, from what I've seen, yeah, it's right now playable on mine. You know, it's playable on yours, but dang, it could use some. It could probably use a little more firepower. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, by t- by tomorrow night, I'll have that. <laughs> Mark's already planning the upgrades. <laughs> I know where I'm going. I know what I'm buying. And hopefully, next week we'll be able to delve into that a little bit more yep. and give you an idea of any upgrades you might want to think about. This is actually a good article on Warcry. It's just... The, it just starts can, out it's just so I am not gloomish. able to make it past the first few paragraphs without <laughs> <laughs> losing it. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, too, which it kind of cracks me up. The, the, this next section is titled Innovation or Evolution. And Weathers argued that... Um, you know, there was a far more varied opinion on the evolution versus innovation debate. Others took a different approach. Um, one of them was, this is from uh, 
per year, where if you if you try too much innovation, you turn people off. That's the catch-22 of MMO development. MMOs are about giving people a world that they feel comfortable in, and I'm just paraphrasing, of course. And if you don't follow the, the rules they expect, then they are not comfortable and look to online housing elsewhere. Yeah, it's like, don't make a game with no WASD control. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, we have a job of making great games, running great games and innovating. I think you have to balance it. If you go too crazy with the innovation, you might drive your loyal customers out. And then you know that there, if there wasn't enough innovation, then the audience might grow beyond the current core gamers. Well, like with sort of the new world, the control scheme was so wacky <laughs> that I couldn't get into it. But right. if, if it had if it had taken the concept of you're you're in control of one character and the other two are AI instead of you're really controlling all three simultaneously, like yeah, and you could cycle through the one that was like you know your focus, I would have been fine with it. Mm-hmm. But the way it was, where I was really actively controlling all three characters, couldn't handle it. It made your brain explode. It did. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I don't that know. Was it it kind of cracks me up, though. It's like innovation doesn't necessarily have to be like a totally different control scheme or no, but or anything like that. You know, again, this is just one of those things. You know, it's depressing reading something like that where they're like, "Oh, we don't want to innovate too much because if we do, then it'll blow people's minds and then they'll never want to play our game." Yeah. So we have to give them the same control scheme every time. The same. You know, world setting every time, and blah 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 blah, and that—that's when, you know, that's when the the genre becomes stagnant. Yeah, or and stale. basically not fun anymore. Yep. So I don't know. I kind of disagree with some of those points there. You know, I think innovation is good. <laughs> innovation, good. Greed is good. Greed. Is good, as Gordon Gecko would say. Yeah. You know, another point they made was the whole subscription versus microtransaction model, which again, they're all. Well, that seems to be where everybody's focusing their. They're, they're like not worrying yeah, about gameplay. Yeah, they're not worried play. about the gameplay or anything like that. They're worried about how they're going to get paid. Yeah. Like you look at the. Where's uh, the bling going to come from? The NCSoft bozos with the whole City of Heroes thousand ways to make money off of kicking a dead horse or dying yeah, horse. It's, it's true. It's like, come on, guys. Why don't you focus on a compelling. Um, you know, s- some compelling chapters to the to the game or, you know. Come up with a announce an actual seek or a, uh, an expansion for God's sake that that's actually sounds fun that doesn't have some weird ass tentacled aliens as its theme or something. You know? <laughs> Bring back the fifth column. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> I had to throw that out. We've been asking for that forever. I know yeah. I have, but it, my dreams will never come true. Maybe in Champions, something equivalent. Yeah, maybe Champions will bring back. That'd be funny if they just villain group. Plane brought back the fifth column. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> they were like, "Screw this! <laughs> we bought it from NCSO." But yeah, it's like they they seem more concerned about where their money's coming from and and how their business model is and how many millions of subscribers they can get. Right. Versus, can we make a game that might? At least the Eve on, actually online guys have been worried. Has been paying for your game. The, the Eve on the CCP guys at least have been you know growing their numbers slowly and changing their game beyond their original vision. Right. Um. They they at least have been 
making progress with it without seemingly worrying themselves to death about the monies. We need the monies. Mm. Must have need more dots. Monies. But you know, and another topic that was brought up in this roundtable discussion was between uh, fantasy, sci-fi, and is that basically all we're going to see? Is there any other type of MMO that we can tap into that would be successful? You know, I think, of course, the horror horror genre one? would be a good I'm way to go. I'm super psyched for the agency. I mean, uh, that... the agency, of course, is coming going to come out. There's uh, there's that uh, APB, yeah, APB coming out. Kind of like, I guess, you know, if you want to say, like, it might be like a Grand Theft Auto style, yeah, you know. Common criminals versus the po- the police. And there's Crimecraft or something like that. Yeah, Crimecraft, which <laughs> we'll probably have to change his name. I'm not uh, not quite quite too sure that Blizzard's going to be too happy with some game called Crimecraft out there. Uh, you know, and and that that's part of it too. The and one of the good points that is made is is that yeah, fantasy is always going to be the most popular type out there because. That is what we know. Mm-hmm. You know, people love people love playing elves and you know seeing dragons Having and swords. dwarves and whatnot, and and of course that's followed up by science fiction, right? You know, where you got you know spaceships and laser beams and you know sweet cool stuff like that. I mean, those are always going to be probably the top two out there. That's going to attract the widest audience. Yeah, I could see that as well. You know, you're not going to find many people who, you know, want to play a game called, you know, World of uh, Sleeping Fast craft. Food Worker Craft. There's <laughs> World not of enough Taco people Bell. interested in that kind of thing. <laughs> World of Burger King. You know, but I do think that there, you know, there should be, you know... There's going to be a lot more coming down the pipe, and I think as the audience matures for these kind of games, you know, the more tolerant they will become of a game that has that's based off like in a vampire world or in a, yeah, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic, you know, hellish Earth, future Earth where you know mutants roam the land and. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, like a Fallout setting or a a Vampire the Masquerade setting or something. Or even different sci-fi or fantasy settings, you know? Like with Age of Conan coming out, this is like the first real dark, dark fantasy. It's true, you know? It's not going to be elves. and You're not going to see an elf or a dwarf in Age of Conan. You're not. They don't exist. You're not going to see pixies or sprites or, you know... You'll see hellish-looking monsters on an occasion. Yes, you will see. You see a lot of crazy shit. Apes flying around on bat wings. It's true. You're gonna see, um, you know, that kind of thing. People, you're gonna, you know, slavery is a big word that's gonna be going around. Yeah, people are gonna be like, "Hey, Uh, reading the dialogue already." I already saw the word rape. Yes. Um, Although it wasn't quite the context you might think, but um, you know, I mean, it's, it's kill. Pillage and burn. Yeah, We're going to rape, that. kill, pillage, and burn. Think Eat it, babies, rape, kill. I think the quote was something like, has your mind already been raped by such and such or such and such? But, you know, I mean, it's it's a mature-themed dark fantasy. I mean, so there's 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 that coming. I mean, I, I guess it's just, uh, I don't know. Just I think it's part of the 
it's partly going to be a maturing of the audience. You know, once more and more people are, you know, yeah, you're going to have all, you're always going to have the person who's like, I only like fantasy or I only like science fiction or whatever. But, you know, as, as the audience for these games mature, you know, the more open-minded I think that they're going to be to other types of... And it needs to be the right fantasy and the right science fiction or the right whatever, you right. know, for the person. Like, EVE Online, not the right sci-fi for me. And finally, this article wraps up with the intellectual property debate on, you know, whether or not it's, you know, better to go with a a proven IP like a Star Trek or Star Wars... Uh, you know, Lord of the Rings Online is another example. Or whether it's just a homegrown IP that you just, you start from scratch and you create your own world right off the bat. And there's, you know, and there's good arguments made on, on either side. Well, EverQuest and WoW have been incredibly successful. Homegrown. Yes, they have, um, those Although I guess you could IPs. say WoW kind of was, it was homegrown, but over a... But they own the IP, and there's no restrictions well on what developed. they can do. Whereas EverQuest, they just came in with their own IP from scratch. Lord of the Rings Online, there are things that you can't really mess with. Yeah. I mean, or else you're going to have people go, definitely uh, can't excuse mess with me, but uh, you, that really shouldn't be there. Yeah, those same people that saw the flaws in the movies and cataloged like 38 different <laughs> reality-breaking, <laughs> right. or, or suspension of disbelief-breaking facts about episode, or about the first movie, you know? Like, those guys are going to go berserk. But And I think it does limit you, the IP, um, especially depending on how the person you've licensed it from, how much leeway they're going to give you. As far as character development and introduction of new new things outside of the, the canon, so to speak. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's like with the Star Wars one, Star Wars Galaxies, I think, started out as a success. I mean, I've talked to so many people who have played it, used to play it, had guilds in it. I played it for a while. But... Yeah, yeah, I mean, nobody I've talked to played it only for a week. Everybody played it for a while, maybe three months, something like that. Um, and some people played it for much longer. The problem with that IP was I think it was too close to the movie IPs where there's there's a lot of limitations with, with that timeline. Whereas if you take, like, the Knights of the Old Republic one, you have a lot more freedom because it's, like, thousands of years separated. True. And you can you can you create can new play characters. around with that a little bit. You can play around, right. That's right, you can play around with it. Lord of the Rings, it's happening right during the... the it's, going, it's right during the, the um, Fellowship of the Ring, right? I mean... The most part, Can't really yeah. get too creative there. Not not a lot you can do. It's not like it's not like the Silmarillion. Well, I can't ever pronounce it. The <laughs> Silmarillion or whatever, where you know you could start all the way back with Sauron being a werewolf, or you know go to the you know the eight, ten thousand years ago kind of yeah. thing, right? Where you've got all kinds of stuff you can play around with. So the IP can be restrictive to say the least. Um, I don't know. I think it can be a it can be a boon or it can be a curse. You know. Yeah, and they kind of say the same thing. You know, they, you know, they basically kind of say it kind of depends on whether or not the studio with the license has the cojones to innovate and the ability to pro- project the flavor of the license. You know, not everybody's going to be able to properly do that. Well, back to the DOD thing. I think they. Is that it? Is that the abbreviation for Dungeons and Dragons Online? DDO. DDO. DOD. DOD. DOD was. Department uh, of Defense. Yeah. 
um, back to DDO, they chose the exact worst possible IP I think they could have for that game. I mean, that Eberron thing right. was untried, un, un, it was new, it's like like untested, so to speak, mm-hmm. and it's totally not compelling. I mean, it's like really flat to me. And maybe if they had chosen something better, like the Dragonlance, which has a huge following, yes, or even Greyhawk, which would get like all the old pen and paper geeks, mm-hmm. they would have. I think it would have. It would have told Probably a better a story, a more, little bit, more, little bit more compelling. Yeah, because that that was just flat, you know. And and, and for all intents and purposes, it was like playing Asheron's Call Two with a slightly different setting. I mean, it was because <laughs> it was the same engine. I mean, yes. So, well, I don't know. It was a good article. It just if you ha- if you can make it past the first two paragraphs, which I couldn't, it was probably Without really good. Although I did totally read all five pages. Um, yeah, good article. Good, good to hear from the luminaries, except for the ones that are really successful. Besides <laughs> Smedley, um, pretty good article. What's called Mississippi Wraps it up for episode forty. Yes, yeah, sir. My my four o. Next episode will be episode forty one. Ironically, that comes after forty. As far as I I've been told that mm. forty is a magical number because it's uh, the the average number of ounces in a malt beverage product, which oh, yeah. as we all know Noah you know always has a forty or at least <laughs> no, it does at least three. have a forty at least every episode. So, yeah, you know, for those of you who don't know what Noah looks like, just imagine this big goth. He's about six foot eight, has a neck beard, big black bushy neck beard, weighs about three fifty and drinks like old lots English 800 like it's going out of style man it's it's pretty crazy he's got the eight ball rolling and he has all these skull rings and stuff and well i think he's got a lot of tattoos but he since he grew the hair back on his but head but he's really super nice yeah but he you know he, he looks really imposing nice. but he's super nice super nice anywho uh episode 41 will promise to it, i think we're just going to make it our age of conan blowout yeah, episode I think so We'll have a we'll have a full week of the beta under our belt. Yeah, we'll see if we still have any zeal left or we'll talk about like, our this likes, game our dislikes, bullshit. our our <laughs> apprehension. Yep. Our hopes, our dreams. We'll have new video cards. Oh yeah, we'll all have new video cards by then probably. I might ha- I might go crazy and get a whole new computer. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening as always. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us at mail at channelmassive.com. Or or if you want to reach Jim with uh, sexy photos, mail them to mail at channelmassive.com. Or you M-A-L-E. can or you can Skype us if you if you so please at channel.massive.skype. Or if you want to send us some kind of audio commentary like Derek slash the nameless one does, you can just send an MP3 or a WAV file to mail at channelmassive.com. That's always, pretty much. All the ways you can communicate with us until we give you Jim's phone number. Yeah, which is 555-5555. Oh, I thought it was 5556. Oh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, give that a shot. All right, that 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 concludes 
episode 40. Thanks for listening. Channel Massive is an IGL production.